More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. To Life, be not afraid. Is anxiety stealing your peace? Fear getting in your way? Worry, worry wearing you down? We'll help you build greater confidence, courage, and strength. 877-573-7825. They want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, be not afraid. Easy to say, harder to do, right? And we're asking to you, is anxiety stealing your peace? Maybe you're worried about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships. Or, you know, maybe like a lot of people, you're just experiencing this sort of constant undercurrent of fear, worry, or anxiety. Either way, we want to help you find the solutions you're seeking and reclaim the peace, courage, and confidence that comes from living in God's grace. For that matter, if you're fine, but someone you care about is experiencing that anxiety or fear or worry, and you're not sure how to support them, we're here for that too. Give us a call. Either way, the number is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. You know, there's not a one of us that doesn't experience some kind of fear or worry or anxiety because you know we live in a very fallen world. But what happens when we feel very anxious, overwhelmed by fear or worry? So we freeze. You know, our brain locks down and we don't know what our next steps are. We don't know how to handle things effectively. We don't even really know how to connect with others anymore. So we shrink into ourselves. Our lives become smaller. So we lose connection with our loved ones. We're not there for them. They're not there for us in the way that they could be. We just feel locked in which is what Satan wants from us, right? If we, he can lock us into our fear, worry, and anxiety, then we won't do anything to help ourselves grow closer to God or others. We won't do anything to help the world. We won't do anything to spread the gospel. We just won't do much of anything besides maybe, if we're lucky, muddle through. But we're not proactive. We don't feel the joy of the Lord in our hearts because our fear, our worry, and our anxiety are locking us up and that's why we need to address it there's certainly plenty of worries i mean right now we have a beloved family member right in the direct path of the storms that are about to come through florida we're praying hard but that's a reality that one has to deal with there are many realities that we have to deal with and then there are many things that we just kind of spin out in our imaginations in our minds of the could happens that also gives us a great deal of fear. But I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, a lot of times we think that 
our anxieties are caused by the realities. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, you know, it's it's perfectly normal and natural and, and appropriate to be concerned about things that are concerning. We're not suggesting that you should just be blissed out all the time, even if there are very real problems or worries or, or challenges you're facing. But anxiety is a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're concerned about something, we're able to say, oh, that's a problem, and then let me gather some resources and make a plan. Exactly. Make a plan to do what we can do. So when we are dealing with real situations in the grace of God, even if we're holding out to the grace of God by like the tips of our fingernails, we can make some kind of plan on how to deal with something step-by-step that makes us effective. But when we're facing a real problem and we get anxious about it, here's where our mind goes. Oh my gosh, that's a problem. That's a really big problem. It's a really, really, really big problem. What am I going to do about it? I don't know what I'm going to do. It's just such a problem. And then we spin out. And we're not able to connect to God, to the support that we have from others, or the resources God's given us to make any plan, because we're so focused in on the reality of the problem, we can't see anything else. And that's where anxiety comes in. So whether you or someone you care about are struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, holding you back in some way or weighing you down, we are here to help. Give us a call. That number is 877 573 7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Call up and share. You know, is anxiety stealing your peace? Whether you're worried about a particular challenge in your life or relationships, or you're just experiencing that kind of constant undercurrent of fear, worry, or anxiety, we want to help you find the solutions you're seeking and reclaim the peace courage and confidence that comes from living in God's grace. And again, if if you're doing okay, but you care about somebody who is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not sure how to support them. As we go through the beginning with this change into fall, is there somebody who's going through a change in their life, a student who's going back to school, who's feeling fear or worry or anxiety, a, a person whose kids left and they're now empty nesters and they're going through fear, worry, and anxiety of like, what's my next step? What happens to me now? People are going through job changes. There are a million things that change with the seasons and daily that can cause those we love that sense of fear or worry or anxiety and we see them suffering and we want to be able to help them or it's causing it in ourselves and we're saying okay we got to do something because I don't like feeling this way and it's not working for me and it's not working for my family and what can I do well what you can do is give us a call today on Ta-da. more to life at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. We'll connect you with some new skills, some of God's grace, and some good resources. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years. And In those reflections, he talked about how God's fingerprints are all over creation. And as we study those fingerprints, so to speak, we can learn something about God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that anxiety is not God's will for us. Before the fall, even though Adam and Eve were completely vulnerable, 
They were confident in God's care and their love for one another. Only after the fall, when they were separated from God, from each other, and from their best selves, did they feel exposed, ashamed, and yes, very anxious. When they were confronted with the bigness of the world and their own sense of smallness and insufficiency after being separated from God, they hid, cowering behind the bushes. How often do each of us feel that way? There are certainly plenty of things to be concerned about, but we only become worried about those things when we allow those concerns to separate us from God's love and our ability to use the gifts and support God has given us to make concrete plans to address those concerns gracefully. That's right. And, you know, so the theology of the body reminds us that while worry and anxiety are common enough experiences in the modern world, the answers to our worries is really to recenter ourselves in the loving arms of Abba, Daddy, our, our Heavenly Father who loves us, cares for us, and shelters us from the storms of life, especially when we feel alone or scared or helpless. You know, it's fine to be concerned about things, as I was saying before. That that's what enables us to identify a problem, bring it to God, gather our resources and support, and, and make a concrete plan to address that concern. But that's different from anxiety, which has us focus so exclusively on the problem that it makes us just completely incapable of identifying anything, any, any plan, any way to respond. We just allow ourselves to spin out. And that's why Pope St. John Paul II was always reminding us, be not afraid. You know, he wasn't denying the myriad concerns that affect our lives, right? I mean, he lived through communism, Nazism, persecution that we could only imagine. Uh, He was saying that with God's grace, we have the power to respond to those concerns, even terrible concerns, in a spirit of love and grace rather than a spirit of fear. So yes, the task before us is great, but God's love and providence is even greater. And in the face of life's battles, we need to remember that our battle cry needs to be, Jesus, I trust in you. Well, easier said than done, but that's the plan. So let's talk about how we can connect that plan with your actual circumstances. Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us, is anxiety stealing your peace? Whether you're worried about a particular challenge in your life or relationships, or like a lot of people, you're just experiencing this sort of constant undercurrent of fear, worry, or anxiety in your life, we want to help you find the solutions that you're looking for and reclaim the peace courage and confidence that comes from living in God's grace. And again, you know, if you're doing okay, but but you care about somebody who is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not sure how to support them, we are here for you. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. You know well that we are anxious about many things, and sometimes we don't even know what we're anxious about. We just feel the anxiety stealing our peace, separating us from you, causing us to feel disconnected from the love and support of the people around us, and and even making it difficult for us to gather our resources to respond to the things that are concerning us. So, Lord, we bring all of our anxieties to you. 
And yes, we ask you to deliver us from those things which you can deliver us from. But those things that we have to face, we ask you, Lord, to give us the grace that we need to face them well. To bring those concerns to you. To stay connected to your love and grace. To reach out to the loving support of the people that you've placed in our lives for assistance and and encouragement. And to collect our resources so that we can make a grace-filled plan to respond to those challenges and difficulties with confidence and courage so that as we face those things we feel your presence and know that you are walking with us and that we can have peace even in the middle of the storm we ask all of this through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary and in the name of the the father Father, and the the son Son, and the the holy Holy spirit Spirit. Amen. amen pope saint john paul the great pray for us Today on More to Life, be not afraid. We're talking about fear, worry, and anxiety. And if anxiety is stealing your peace or the peace of someone you care about, we want to help you find solutions and reclaim that peace that comes from living in God's grace. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Jody, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Connecticut. Hi, Jody. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Yeah, I just um, was calling. My um, my 18-year-old son just went off to college uh, last Thursday, and uh, it's our only child. And all, since my my son left, my husband, who's not the touchy-feely guy, uh, pretty aloof, not really rocking with his face or anything, but he just lost it, and he can't get himself together. He's every he's depressed. He's been crying. I've never seen this guy. Mm so upset it's it's awful and this is a real loss for him yeah and he he keeps saying i wasn't a good dad i wasn't around enough and you know there's there's something to be said for what he's saying because i Mm. tried to tell him so many times over the years he he chose not to come with us on vacations he did he did a lot of things and there's a section of me that's like well i'm glad that he at least has some sort of realization but it, he's not been a horrible dad or anything, but he definitely, you know, could have made different choices and chose other things over sure. the years. And okay. I don't know how to really support him through this. Sure. Well, we can we can talk through that. But how far away is your son? It's only an hour and a half away. Okay, that's that's good because that gives your husband some room for growth right. here. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I I, I so I, I wouldn't. I mean, I think I think what you want to do is have a balance here, where, where you 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 because when somebody is in that place, we kind of want to be cheerleaders to them and say, "Oh, honey, you know, you weren't that bad. It's fine. It's going to be, you know," and and kind of try to talk him out of those feelings. And you you want to resist that temptation. Um, instead, what you want to focus on is really just just saying, "You know what, honey? I'm glad that you're kind of reflecting on this. You know, I don't want you to give into this sense of despair." But I, I, I'm, I, you know. But you're right. I, I think that that there were opportunities that you had that you didn't take advantage of. But here's here's the thing: the only thing that matters is how we move forward from this. Our son is only an hour and a half away. You know, what would you like to do moving forward to stay more connected to me, to stay more connected to him, to be more of the husband and father that that God's been calling you to be? You know, you're hearing that call now. And, and instead of saying, there's nothing I can do, it's all too late, what would it be like for you to actually respond to that call and be the husband and father 
that you feel that you wish you had been. You know, what do we need to do now, moving forward, to to have connection, to get time with him, to to maybe you know to 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 be closer as a couple, to use this time to help you really connect with that part of yourself that you've been running away from for all these years. Because, you know, he's been hit pretty hard by the fact that time moves a whole lot faster than we think it does when we have babies. And suddenly you look up and you've made these choices and you're not as close to the people in your life as you want to be. And then you have that moment of grief and it really gives you an opportunity to walk through a very positive door. So thinking of things with him, suggesting things. Can he text your son? every day see how he's going can you go up once every two weeks or so and have lunch with him you know schedule something we had a good friend here in town whose son went to school about two hours away and he made an appointment every wednesday after a particular class he would drive all the way up to the the campus and have lunch with his son and his son, son only had like an hour so he drove two hours there had an hour lunch with his son two hours back but they connected every single wednesday that worked with his son's schedule but what i also want you hearing from greg and both of us here is he needs to be connecting with you you know the chances are you connected with your son a lot you went on vacation with him you did all of these things but your husband opted out not just out of his son's life but also out of his life with you and being really really close to you so you need to ask yourselves together what can we do now to make the most of the fact that there's no other distraction it's the two of us let's make this great so you know jody i I think this is a real invitation you know you you mentioned that he's been avoiding faith he's been avoiding relationship uh, and he's seeing his life kind of passing before his eyes uh, where he's just been a human doing instead of a human being uh, and this is a real, you know, in a very real way, I come to Jesus moment where that, that's, that's help that the, where the Holy Spirit is yeah. kind of hitting him hard and saying, will you now connect with that relationship with me, with your wife, with your son? Can you see how fast this is going? There's more to life than you've been settling for. Won't you please accept this invitation? And Jody, you know, as the, as the faithful spouse in this relationship, I really just want to call you to, to, to challenge your husband in a loving way to be that, that man, that husband and father that he has not been able to be. You know, so by all means, don't pile on. You know, he's already beating up on himself. No, enough. you want to be gentle. You really want to be empathetic because I'm sure you're not talking about yourself, but I'm sure you're going through that, that difficult grieving transition of having your your son your only child leave and suddenly you've got that emptiness so bring that forward how you're feeling about it so you can be empathetic but then focus on on what comes next how does he how do you make that connection with your son how does he make that connection with him how do the two of you become the husband and wife that that you haven't been able to be because he hasn't been willing to be there and don't forget to, to really invite him to start praying through this with you you know even though he's resisted that in the past you know frame it in terms of you know look you're getting walloped because the holy spirit is telling you there's more You've been closing yourself off to relationship with God, with your son, and with me. And this is a chance to fix that. And again, don't do it in an accusatory way. Doing it in, do it in an inviting, loving, empathetic way. Now, if, if you guys are stuck, when, you know, if you try to have that conversation and, and, you, and you make some progress, great. Okay, But if you get stuck and you're not sure where to go with that, 
then it's time to reach out for some help. And, and we're here for you at the Pastoral Solutions Institute. You can reach out at catholiccounselors.com and set up a few meetings. We could talk you through kind of how you can build that relationship and support your husband in all of this. Um, but, but uh, you know, start first with the conversation. See how far you guys can get. If you get stuck, there is support out there. But, yeah, use this opportunity as, an op- as, a, as a chance to invite him to be a human being instead of just the human being he's been a human doing he's been settling for for the last 18 years all right with that we are taking your calls listeners about dealing with fear worry and anxiety today on more to life are you experiencing anxiety about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships or just that sort of constant undercurrent of anxiety that's stealing your peace or someone you care about wrestling with anxiety and you're not sure how to support them Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More to Life will be back right after this. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. The devil will always do his best to tempt you into sin until you get to that place where you love sin. That's what he wants. He wants you down there with him. And not because he loves you, he hates you. When you do what the enemy tempts you to do, he does it out of pure hatred. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling. 40 years of experience. 17,000 current students. Pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right. Pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton. Some of our children. Tell you this. Two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled, Be Not Afraid, as we talk about anxiety, stealing our peace. And we all struggle with anxiety to some degree. Um, But it doesn't have to be a life sentence. And we're here to help you find the peace, the courage, the confidence that comes from living in God's grace. Whether you or someone you care about is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety about a particular situation, or just in general, we're here to help. Give us a call. The number again is 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Joy, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Mexico. Hi, Joy. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Hey, good morning. I just, first of all, want to thank you guys for all you do for your listeners. 
And I don't really have a question. I just have maybe some words of hope and encouragement for families that are maybe struggling with a member going through and battling addiction or perhaps in recovery. And Mm. I have learned so much through the Al-Anon group, also through much therapy. It's been super helpful, but I guess the best advice I've been given is um, I didn't cause this situation. I cannot control it, and I certainly can't cure it. So instead of worrying about things, I just tend to be concerned, and that has changed my life in a huge way. Can you tell everybody what you mean briefly, because we don't have a lot of time, between the, what's the difference in what you've learned between worry and concern? Can you define that for us? I think that worry can kind of consume you, and I think that being concerned, you know that you're not in control of this situation, you love this person, but you just have to love them through the situation. I, I can't control it. I can't control what they do, their actions or anything like that, but I certainly can love them through it. And and it's been it's been a game changer for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate really you calling and sharing that because, you know, as we said in the, in the beginning of the program, you know, saying that there are concerns does not necessarily mean that we have to be anxious or worried. And, and it's a tough distinction for people to get, but you've got it. And as you say, it, it, it's a game changer. And, and really, the way I would define that difference, again, is, is if you're concerned about something, you say, all right, here's a problem. You know, am I doing what I reasonably can about it? Do I have a plan? Do I have resources? Have and am I am I doing what I reasonably can do to respond to this? If the answer is no, well then I can ask, well, what more could I do? And then I have the plan, and so I don't have to be anxious about it. I just do the thing. If I'm doing everything that I can reasonably do, then then there's nothing to worry about because I'm already doing what I can do. So either way, you know, I, I'm I'm connecting with God. I'm connecting with His grace. I'm connecting with the resources He's given me and the support He's providing for me. I have a plan, and either I can fine tune that plan, which gives me something to focus on or I'm doing everything I can already do so why worry either way there's a I, I can I can be concerned but let go of the anxiety because I'm focused on doing what's in front of me and letting God take care of the rest and as you said joy you can love them through it means which means working for their good so if there's something you can actively do that will work for their greater good not just enable them to keep on with their addictions then you have a direction to point in. Which, you know, in your case, has allowed you to get good counseling, has allowed you to go to Al-Anon. You know, you've taken positive steps to, res- to respond to uh, the, 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 you know, the family member who has an addiction. And, and you've used that as an opportunity to bring healing into your life so that you could witness to that healing to them. And that's beautiful. And I want to thank you for your call, and I want to thank you for affirming the things that we're saying today, that you can be concerned but not be anxious. If you listeners are hearing that and wondering, oh, how, how do I get me some of that? <laughs> Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll talk about how to overcome anxiety in your life. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God, but I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a little lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence. And in proportion 
as we believe that he is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. What is the meaning of the Hail Mary? There are multiple meanings, explains the Catholic Catechism. When we say Hail Mary or Rejoice Mary, we are repeating the greeting of the angel Gabriel to Mary at the Annunciation. The next phrase, full of grace, the Lord is with you, asserts that Mary is full of grace because the source of grace, the Lord, is with her. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, echoes Elizabeth when she greeted her young cousin who had come to assist her during her delivery of John the Baptist. Holy Mary, Mother of God, means that because Mary gives us Jesus, her son, the God-man, Mary is the Mother of God and our Mother. The final plea to Mary, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, acknowledges that we are sinners now, hoping that Mary can welcome us as our mother at the hour we die and lead us to her son Jesus in paradise. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. What does it mean for a dad to be poor in spirit? According to scripture scholars, the man who is poor in spirit is profoundly aware of his radical dependence on God. Men often struggle with this idea. Many of us have been raised to believe that it's a virtue to be self-sufficient. Boys are taught from toddlerhood that they're sissies if they ever need their moms or dads too much. This world tells us, blessed is the man who takes care of himself and minds his own affairs. But this attitude is completely contrary to the message of Jesus. In the words of Pope Francis, when the heart is rich and self-satisfied, it has no place for the word of God. Catholic dads, do you know what it means to be radically dependent on God's help to be a great husband and father? To learn more, check out my book, Be Daditudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're talking about anxiety on our show titled, Be Not Afraid. It was one of the things that St. John Paul said all the time, reminding us all to hold on to God's peace and to reject that temptation to anxiety. But let's face it, all of us experience some degree of fear, worry, or anxiety almost every day. But the good news is, God wants to give us his peace. So call up and share, 877-573-7825 is the number, 877-573-7825. How is anxiety, how is anxiety stealing your peace? Maybe you're worried about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships. Or maybe, like a lot of us, you're just experiencing that sort of constant undercurrent of fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not even sure why. Or maybe you're doing okay, but someone you care about is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not sure how to support them. I know that there are a lot of students right now, as the school year is ramping up, that are really dealing with a lot of anxiety, whether it's because of the social situation, whether it's because they are overwhelmed by the workload or don't want to be away from mom or dad or are concerned about some of the things that they're hearing about in the news and how it might affect them. If you have a student that you care about that's going through that and you don't know what to do, 
we're here to help you with that. And of course, when our kids are anxious, then parents are anxious too. So <laughs> that or any other situation, give us a call. The number again is 877-573-7825. Well, Greg, we got a call from... But before we go to our calls, actually, we need to send out congratulations to another member of our EWTN radio family. Good Shepherd Radio, serving Jackson, Michigan, is celebrating their ninth year with us. And we want to send out congratulations to the whole team at WJKN in Jackson, Michigan, from all of us at EWTN. Congratulations, guys. And folks, wherever you are listening to Catholic Radio, make sure you're supporting your local Catholic Radio station with your prayers, certainly, but also with your dollars, because Catholic Radio needs to be here to support you in living a more abundant and faithful life. So again, congratulations to the team at WJKN from all of us here on More to Life and EWTN. That we are taking your calls today about anxiety on our show titled Be Not Afraid as we talk about all the ways that anxiety tries to steal our peace. Is fear getting in your way? Worry wearing you down? We want to help you build greater confidence, courage, and strength by living in God's grace. Give us a call. Again, that number 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk now with Jan, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Jan. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling. Um, my anxiety right now is regarding my 31-year-old son. He turns 31 today. He's in another state. State. Um, and he has an addiction to video games, and he has had this. He has been in chains to this for a good 10, 11, maybe 12 years. And, um, you know, we saw it when he was about 19 and actually, you know, tried to help him deal with it in a number of ways and actually gently had him move out of our home, hoping that he would kind of get it together. And this has just been this long waiting and prayer game of you know, just praying. There's really. So when you say he's addicted, I mean, like, what, 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 what is he doing now? How is this addiction taking shape in his life? What are you seeing happen? He is able to hold down a job for a while. He doesn't like to work full time, but he, you know, works close to it. Um, so he is he is able to take care of his basic needs, but just barely. He makes just barely enough money to pay for rent and food, but then the car he can't afford to pay for it his teeth he can't afford you know can't afford anything else and he's just so how does he make are you supporting him then or how where does the no i try not to support him no and he's able to just get by every now and then i do i just helped him with his car it's about to die and um i did help with that but told him you know i didn't completely there's so many things that need to be fixed on that car uh it's a long list and i helped with some of it but i said you've got to get a job where you're making more money so you can take care of yourself and he it just feels like he's been stuck in about age 16 15 and has Mm -hmm. not been able to break free and the other way i know it's the video games like his arms like he has um, a lot of pain (laughs) from you know working on yeah just yeah. yeah, just gaming all the, the time. Stress, yeah. And and have exactly. you ever had him when he was a teenager? Because you're saying this started when he was 16. So you know this has been oh, he's in the thirty like over yeah. half his life. When he was in yeah. your home, when he was a teenager, did you have or have him evaluated for depression? 
I had him evaluated when he was nine for ADD, and he was diagnosed with that. And I do know he has some depression, anxiety. I have been able to get him in to a psychiatrist, for, but the, that psychiatrist just diagnosed him with ADD, not the anxiety, depression part. I mean, he only went to he only does things very briefly, and then he kind of falls out. And with jobs. He'll have a job for maybe a year, and then he'll quit and then move on to another one. And they're all, like, low-level. He's doing, like, prep work at a pizza place. But he's 31. He's very smart. Yeah. And okay. it's just so frustrating. I heard the other thing well, what I'm, I'm, said. Uh-huh. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's his birthday today, and this is so sad. To sure. No, I understand. Like, Okay, well, you know, I mean, and, and as an adult, you know, and, and uh, with him living for, further away, and it's good that he actually lives out of your house. It's I mean, that, very that's, that good. gives an opportunity for him to, 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 to stand on his own two feet. But, you know, you, you have to kind of take the long view with this. And what I would suggest to you, you know, you're on the right direction, you know, in terms of the kind of help that you give. But I, I think that you're at the point here where you need to tie any help that you would give to the positive things that he's doing. So, for instance, you know, I, I, and I do believe what Lisa said, that, that this is more, way more than ADHD. This is, this is, in fact, I think the ADHD is secondary. I mean, you know, I, that would be my guess, right? Uh, you know, I obviously can't diagnose that. I, I you know, haven't talked to him. But my guess would be that the ADHD is secondary to any anxiety or depression. thing is, ADHD, it's a symptom. It's like saying somebody has a runny nose, okay? But if you say, you know, you have somebody has a runny nose, that might be because they have allergies. That could be because they they have a sinus infection. It could be because they have you know, the flu. It could be because they have sinus cancer. I mean, you know, there are a million reasons why somebody could have a runny nose, right? And you can just treat the runny nose by giving them decongestants, but that's not really identifying the root of the problem. ADHD is its own syndrome, but it's 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 a symptom of of, of many many other possible things so it's not really the it's never the root problem right because and and so so in this case you know there's almost always some kind of underlying issue and and i i would bet anything that there's it's depression and anxiety that's under this that's causing him to struggle with attention that's causing him to be more impulsive or causing him to not commit to things and frankly causing him to self-medicate through gaming you know you you get that hit that says to you okay i've done something today look i conquered this level i also feel really good having you know having fun if he's gaming with other people online he has this misconstrued idea that he's having a social life it gives that hit of oh i have a life without ever really having a life so so what i would well the reason i'm saying this to you jen is i want you to change your focus I want you to kind of get off the idea of the, the ADHD, and I want to really focus on the fact that this 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 kid is is well, well adult. He's thirty one years old. This yeah. adult is is really just kind of letting his life pass by because he's too afraid to deal with it, and he's too depressed to deal with it. Uh, and so I want you to really focus on identifying this as as possible anxiety and depression, and encouraging him to get support for that, and tying any support you give to him on his willingness to get support for that. So, for example, he calls you up and says, hey, mom, I need money for the car. And you say, you know, I'd love to help you, but what are you doing to get, get, get real support for the, the anxiety and depression that you're dealing with? Well, mom, I'm seeing the psychiatrist for ADHD. Yeah, no, but that's not working, is it? Because you still can't, you still not live in your life. So you need to get better support. So what are you going to do about that? Because anything I would give to you at this point has to be tied to you taking better responsibility for your life and getting healthy. So, you know, it's fine to encourage him to get a job. But he's got to work around for that. He gets a job. 
and then he, you know, makes you happy for the time being, or at least not happy, but, you know, he pacifies you. And then, you know, he, he sputters around with that. He doesn't want to launch because he, he's depressed and he's anxious and he's afraid that he can't do it. So there, there's a deeper healing that needs to happen there. So at this point in the process, you're going to need any support you give him has to be tied to him doing things to actively work on healing his wounds. You know, getting professional counseling help, going consistently. If he's not in counseling, he doesn't get any financial support from you. If he's not, you know, really making a plan to, 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 to grow his life, he doesn't get that support from you. You can tell him, I, I'm happy to, you know, do whatever I can to you know, make sure that you get to your counseling appointment. I'm happy to do whatever I can to help make sure that you follow through with, you know, making it, getting your resume out there. You know, coming up with a budget, whatever it is. But I'm, but I, I can't give you any more financial support unless I see you work in some kind of program to heal the wounds that are stopping you from living your life. And you want to really focus yourself on that. And he might stumble. I mean, his car might break down. He might not be able to get anywhere for a little while. But that doesn't mean he can't make an appointment. If he makes the appointment, then you know, then you can go ahead and get the car fixed so he can get there. But you see what I'm saying? So you're tying any support you give to him doing the deeper work he needs to do to heal the wounds that are holding him back. This is way bigger than ADHD, though. Jen, thank you so much for the call. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I know how anxious you must be. But whenever you, but whenever you have a plan like this, then that can help you focus on the concern without giving in to the anxiety because you know what you're doing and you know what the next step is. And whatever you're doing, you're focusing on working for his good and helping him really identifying the root issues there. All right, listeners, we are taking your calls about dealing with fear, worry, and anxiety today on More to Life. Our show is titled Be Not Afraid. And if anxiety is stealing your peace, if fear is getting in your way, or worry is wearing you down, we want to help you experience the confidence, courage, and strength that comes from living in God's grace. Give us a call. The number again, 877-573-7825. As we head out to our script, uh, our, <laughs> head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 94, verse 19. When the cares of my heart are many... Your consolations cheer my soul. And it's a beautiful verse, um, but I want to I focus in on that word consolations, because uh, it doesn't just mean that the Holy Spirit is whispering affirmations in, in, in our ears, like, you're smart enough and you're good enough and gosh darn it, people like you. You know, it's not that at all. It's that, uh, you know, St. Ignatius of Loyola defined a consolation as, as any movement of the Spirit that, that pushes us toward God or helps us be more of the person that God is calling us to be. And so when the psalmist talks about God's consolations cheering our soul, what he means is the Holy Spirit you know, whispering in that spiritual ear of ours, telling us what the next step is that we can take, the next thing we can do to grow closer to God, to take on that challenge, to address that problem, and, and to have courage in the face of those things, rather than just sitting there fretting about all the things that are happening to us. Those consolations cheer our soul because they take our anxieties and they just reduce them to concerns things that we can deal with, things that there is a way to respond to through God's grace and with his counsel. So when you're praying through those anxieties, by all means, ask God to deliver you from them. That's a good prayer. (laughs) But in the meantime, also ask him to teach you how to respond to those concerns so that he can guide you step by step and help you find the solutions you're seeking, but also use those challenges to draw closer to him which is what our Christian life is really all about, right? All right, well, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 
7825. Let's talk about fear, worry, and anxiety and all the ways that it kind of gets in the way of living a more joyful and abundant life for us and for those we love. We'll be back with more of your calls right here on More to Life in just a minute. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Is it time for a nap? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. I have to admit something, I am a bad napper. Unless it's rainy outside, I rarely can catch a nap. But according to a recent study, habitual napping appears to be associated with larger brain mass in adults. This appears to be an important protection against neurodegenerative diseases like dementia. Other studies have shown that even 30-minute naps while at home or work could enhance learning, boost attention, and increase well-being and productivity. Some businesses are installing nap rooms and other spaces to catch a few Z's. Job one, however, is getting a good night's sleep in the first place. Good sleep hygiene, meaning about seven plus hours of sleep per night, is still the best medicine. If you take naps, you have famous company, Leonardo da Vinci, Margaret Thatcher, George W. Bush, and Pope Francis, to name a few. For more on napping, yawn your way over to the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Be Not Afraid, something that St. John Paul told said almost every day every every audience every he had. audience it was amazing and you know it was a reminder constantly that god is in control that he loves us and that whatever our concerns are he wants to be there with us and help us respond to those things in an effective way but you know that's one thing to say it's another thing to actually live it out so let's talk it out today on more to life and help you and those you love Deal with the fear, worry, and anxiety that is stealing your peace. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Ashley, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hello. Um, So I just had a baby a couple months ago. And we brought him home from the hospital, and literally four hours later, we had to evacuate our home due to a flood and a bad storm, and our house started filling up with water. We spent the first couple weeks, you know, with our first child displaced 
and um, trying to find a new home and losing everything. And it pretty much caused all of this postpartum anxiety and depression as well um, that I constantly deal with still. Um, It pretty much feel like there's so much worry that bad things are going to happen all the time now. And I'm just trying to cope with that. Okay. And and how, when you say you're cope are you trying to cope with that? How are you trying to cope with that? What do you what do you do? I am right going now? to a counselor that's helping. Okay. Um and you know, they did have to put me on medication, um, just to kind of feel normal. You know, no one had ever talked yeah. to me about what postpartum can do to a woman's brain. And it was a very scary process. And then, you know, I had just gone through this traumatic experience and, you know, just all of these things in a whirlwind and had just come in from a C-section and, and all of these oh, wow. things had happened all at one time. Um, yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, even without the, the postpartum hormones and, and transition, you know, I think anybody would be experiencing some anxiety facing the things that you had to face in the last month. So, so help me understand now. So where are things now and what can we do to help you out today? Um, things are better, are definitely better. I definitely think God has, has allowed things to happen to put us in a, a better home. We found out there was mold in the home and that we were living in and, and okay. so, like, everything has, has turned out for the better, but that anxiety is still there, but I, I worry and fear, like, I overthink everything. Okay. Um, so you feel, so at this point, you feel like you are, you know, in a better place. You're not still dealing with those worries about where are you going to live and all of that, but it's, it's, you're, you're through that, if I'm understanding you correctly, but the anxiety is still hanging on. Is that, is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So, so I've got some things that I can, I can, I can help you with. I'm glad that you're receiving counseling. I'm glad that you're receiving medication. I think those are both really important things. The one thing I will say about um, anxiety um, is that uh, that it's really important that you do your counseling exercises and don't rely too much on the medication because research kind of shows that when we when we lean too heavily on the medication and, and don't do the exercises, it tends to last longer. So focus more on doing those exercises that your counselor is giving you so that you can wean off the medication eventually. Not, not, not in any hurry about it, but, but just, just keep that in mind. The one thing that I'd like you to focus on is this, okay? So when you go through a trauma, which you did, right? The, having to come home and within four hours of coming home from giving birth to a baby, you lost your home, essentially. That, that is a traumatic event. And that when that happens, it primes our brain to just see all the negative all the time. You know, we're just, we're just on high alert, constantly looking for what's, what, what's going to happen next, right? And so we have to be very intentional about kind of almost taking our brain in our hands and saying, look over here instead of where you want to look, okay? So what, when, when, when somebody goes through a traumatic event, the brain fixates on the, the, the trauma piece of it. And so it's going to be really important for you when you start feeling that anxiety about the things that have happened or really reflecting on all the stuff you've been through in the last month to say, okay, let me take my, yes, that, that, that all happened. I'm not denying that. But let me remove myself over to the right a little bit here and focus on the fact that now I am in a safe place. 
God used that difficult time to put me in a in a healthier home where there wasn't any mold, where we're better off now in this situation, and really ground yourself in where you are. It's a, it's a counseling technique called grounding, where you really kind of focus on some simple ways to remind yourself where you're at right now. I'm safe here. You know, I can see um, the, the, you know, the, the colors in the room. I can feel the temperature in this room. I can feel in my, you know, how I'm feeling in my body. You're, you're just really focusing on those little things that help you root yourself right here in a place where you are safe in the present. You also want to keep a, a journal where you're writing down those things that happen in your day that, that are good, that go well. It doesn't have to be, you know, that you won the lottery. It could just be, you know, it was a sunny day or you got a parking space near the grocery store or, you know, you felt a little bit better today and you were able to do a few more things than you usually can do. You know, but, but you're writing those things down, number one, but then you go back to it. Right? And you allow yourself to just kind of mentally re-enjoy that experience. Like, you know, I'm going to put myself back into that moment where I just felt the sun on my face and was really happy about that. Or I'm going to put myself back in the moment where I was feeling really tired and I felt grateful that God gave me that, that parking space that was close to the door. Um, you know, I'm just going to re-enjoy that experience and then I'm going to praise God for it. Lord, thank you for giving me this experience and showing me how much you love me and that I am safe and that I'm cared for. Right, and you're you're re you're refocusing your attention on where you're at, that you're safe, that you are loved, and that it's okay now. Because when you go through trauma, again, your brain gets sensitized to wanting to focus on the negative. And so, unless you and, and you can, and I'm not saying deny that. I'm saying refocus the acknowledge it, but then refocus the attention on yes, we went through that thing, but here is how we God used that to help us be safe. Here is where I am now. I am loved. I am safe. Things are okay. And, and every and, time your brain tries to say, yeah, but what about all these things that could happen? Just bring yourself back to that moment. And you're dealing with one moment at a time, knowing that something good is happening now, that you're safe now, that you can look in your child's eyes and see that they're safe with you now. But you've got to write it down. If you don't mm-hmm. write it down, it won't work. Your brain will just fly all over the yeah, place. Yeah, so you have to actually physically write it down. We are at the end of our time, but I want to. there are other exercises that we can give you in our book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, where we look at fear, worry, and anxiety from a physical emotional, relational, and spiritual perspective, and how to fight it on all those levels. I think it'll be tremendously helpful. You're already getting the counseling. You're already getting the medication. That's great. I want to give you some other additional suggestions beyond what we were able to do here on the call. But these suggestions will actually be really powerful for you if you do them consistently. But Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, will give you additional thoughts on how you can fight back as I said, on that physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual level. So check it out. It's available at catholiccounselors.com, as well as many other resources to help all of you listeners deal more effectively with the fear, worry, and anxiety that holds us back. Ashley, thank you so much for the call. We've added you and your family to our More to Life prayer list. I am praising God that he used that really difficult situation to get you to a healthier place. And I'm also praying that you would experience God's peace as you move forward. Congratulations on your little one, too. And listeners, that's all the time we've got for today's program. But if you are struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety holding you back in your life, reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about the book I mentioned, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, which really talks about how to transform worries and anxieties into concerns that we can actually resolve. 
You can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you discover grace-filled means for responding to fear, worry, or anxiety. Check it out at catholiccounselors.com. Then get out there and remember, folks, when we live in God's grace, there is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.